From COK Studios in Diane Reem's ballroom, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. On today's show, we'll consider the fight over same-sex marriage that's been going on in Utah, as well as some other stories we missed while we were away. We'll also consider a visit to the doctor in our Consider Your Health series, and we'll welcome a new member to the COK team. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from PBN. Now showing the fourth season of Downton Abbey, the third season of Sherlock, and the first season of Antiques Roadshow, Cursed Objects Edition. And Habitat for Humanity's new initiative, Hot Tubs for Hobos, placing jacuzzis in low-income neighborhoods so that hobos, bums, tramps, and vagrants can enjoy some small amount of luxury in the comfort of their own squalid surroundings. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. We've been away for a few weeks, but it feels good to be back. There's a lot of news that we missed while we were away, but before we get to that, I would like to introduce Consider Our Knowledge's new co-host, Jessica Johnson. Welcome, Jessica. Thanks, Connor. It's great to be here. Jessica comes to COK from NPR member station KUTR in Grand Rapids, Michigan, where she was the news girl on the popular news quiz, Stop, Stop, It's a Headline. I'm really looking forward to having you as our new co-host, Jessica. It's actually pronounced Jessica. What, really? Yes, Jessica Johnson. But it's spelled Jessica Johnson. I know, but nobody is going to take a public radio journalist named Jessica Johnson seriously. Jessica Johnson has a gravitas that Jessica Johnson doesn't. Fair enough. Okay, well, let's get to it then, Jessica. Over the past few weeks, there has been a number of notable stories, so we've brought in a couple of our regular contributors to help us review. With us in the studio are senior correspondent Dinah Jones-Mallow and LGBT correspondent Trevin Motley. Good to see you both. Hi. Hey there. So let's begin with the battle over gay marriage in Utah. There's been a lot of back and forth on this ever since a federal judge declared Utah's ban on same-sex marriage unconstitutional. The whole thing in Utah has been a hot mess. First, they declare same-sex marriage legal, and everybody raced down and got married. Then the state was granted a stay, and they didn't allow marriages anymore. Then the governor said the state wouldn't recognize any of the marriages that have already happened. Then Eric Holder and Obama said the U.S. government would recognize them. Frankly, I'm exhausted by the whole thing. So what's the next step, Trevin? I don't know. There, there was a big protest at the Capitol in Salt Lake City, and then they had a massive wedding reception for all the couples who got married with a 10-tiered cake. It's kind of all over the place, Connor. Obviously, Utah is a very conservative state, so the backlash was always going to be pretty strong. You know what, though? I applaud the conservatives in Utah for holding strong and not giving in to the tidal wave of homosexual support that is threatening to tear America's values asunder. Just put your head down and wait it out. If it's one thing I know, it's that dragging your feet and refusing to change with the times always works. Gay people are scary. They want to love each other and live normal lives, and that's not what America is all about. Just ask women. They're totally sorry for getting the vote and wanting equal pay. Believe me. It's the same with African Americans. They loved separate lunch counters and bathrooms. History shows time after time that change doesn't work. So why even bother? For anyone thinking about jumping on the LGBT bandwagon, hold off. You're going to be sorry when the gay revolution fizzles out. It's just a fad like the internet or airplanes. Well, we can always count on some well-timed sarcasm from you, Trevin. It's what I do. Let's talk about the developments that have been happening with Iran's nuclear program. Dinah? 
Well, the White House said that beginning January 20th, Iran will begin eliminating its stockpile of higher levels of enriched uranium and dismantling some of the infrastructure that makes such enrichment possible. Can we trust that Iran is going to do what they say? John Kerry and President Obama seem confident, but wary of Iran's intentions. The main thing that this nuclear deal will do is lift sanctions on Iran. Now what will that mean? Iran has been eager to get rid of sanctions against them because it will open up a lot of opportunities for them economically. For example, they could start importing top-flight Western goods. Who can blame them? I bet they can't wait to get their hands on the Ataris and Laserdisc players and new Coke. None of those things are top-flight, though. We know that, Connor, but they don't. I mean, we're not just going to send them brand new Xboxes and Mountain Dew Code Red right off the bat. The U.S. will need to see if they can be trusted before we can start sending them stuff from the 21st century. Well, I guess that makes sense. Now let's turn finally to French First Lady Valérie Cheerweiler, who's been admitted to a hospital in Paris in need of rest after it was revealed that her boyfriend, French President Francois Hollande, was having an affair with actress Julie Guyette. What? A Frenchman has a mistress? I am shocked. Well said, Trevin. Dinah, any thoughts? Don't let a bad man keep you down, Valerie. Thank you both for coming by. That was Trevin Motley and Dinah Jones-Mallow. Now Connor will chat with Alex Truman in our Consider Your Health series. Hi, Alex. Nice to see you. Hi, Cotter. Well, I hope you had a nice holiday. Sadly, I did not. My family forgot about my deadly nut allergy and put walnuts and pecans in several of our Christmas dishes. I spent a majority of my holiday break puffed up like a pink balloon. It is not a Christmas I will cherish. Oh, I'm really sorry to hear that. So you're here today to talk to us about how doctors can better connect with their patients. Yes. As I sat in the ER on Christmas Day, I was struck by the appalling nature of the care I received. In this day and age, you cannot count on any kind of real connection or meaningful time with your doctor. In a recent study, Johns Hopkins researchers followed two groups of medical interns around for a month and found they sat down at the bedside only 9% of the time. 9%! That is unacceptable. As you might expect, I have a lot of questions for my doctors, and during my recent stay in the hospital, I was unable to ask many of the things that I would have liked. So what can doctors do to improve their bedside manner? First of all, make eye contact with your patients. I am aware that my face must have looked grotesque due to all of the swelling and blistered skin, but I am a human being with feelings, and eye contact would have made me feel less like the elephant man's disfigured love child. Okay, what else? Sitting down and getting to know your patients is also important. As much time as I spend at the doctor, I would really appreciate some small talk. Just a little, how are you? Or, what kinds of things are you allergic to? Also, sitting down for just a few minutes would go a long way to make me feel like my doctor wasn't in such a rush. So many doctors put a premium on accuracy and efficiency, but that can be confused with speed. I know I was given the incorrect stool softener a few months ago simply because my doctor was going too fast and did not spend any time really talking to me. These are some really good tips for doctors, Alex. I would also say that touching the patient, whether it's a handshake or a gesture of comfort, makes a difference too, but not for me. Why is that? 
I suffer from heptophobia, which is a fear of being touched. Okay, good to know. Thanks for coming by, Alex. No problem. It's not like I suffer from glossophobia. That's all for this episode of Consider Our Knowledge. You can catch a new Consider Our Knowledge every week right here. You can subscribe to the podcast at iTunes and at Stitcher.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow me on Twitter at Conmon007. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. And Habitat... And Habitat for Humanities, I can't say that apparently, Humanities, what the hell is that?